talk to you this morning a little bit about thankful hunger. Having a thankful hunger. So if you have your Bible this morning, go to Colossians chapter 3. We just finished, or just putting a cut here on our Thanksgiving weekend. Amen. How I many know? For a lot of us, it's a whole weekend. You know, Thanksgiving is a day, but you know, we make so much food, and then we got leftovers for Friday, and then Saturday, and even a few zeros left for Sunday. Come on. And so we just celebrate the whole weekend. We're just putting a cap on it today, and I want to finish off with uh, talking about having a thankful heart. Now, this celebration that we've had, a thankful heart, um, the celebration that we've had, with Thanksgiving, it's, it's uh, really a North American celebration. I know that uh, because of how it came about. We finally, Abraham Lincoln declared what was it, the last Thursday uh, in November to be uh, a time where we get together, families get together and commemorate and celebrate uh, the fruitfulness of the year and all the wonderful blessings we've had for that year. And then, but how many know that's a great thing to do? And it, it, it's wonderful for us to get together and be thankful. But then even as Christians, we go further. Uh, because not only do we just have a day for Thanksgiving, but as Christians, we are thankful all the time. And we go a little bit deeper with that celebration, don't we? You see, Christ calls us to a life of Thanksgiving, not just a day. Come on. And so while we join in with the rest of America and celebrating this joyous holiday we just celebrated, uh, let us not forget that our Thanksgiving goes beyond the last Thursday in November. Our Thanksgiving isn't something that we do or eat, but it's who we are. It's, come on, it's, it's who we are. And our Lord wants to develop in us a thankful heart that is with us always and that is shown and expressed in our daily lives. Now, here's what I want to say about a thankful heart. A thankful heart, you just don't wake up with a thankful heart. You can try to be thankful, and you can you can use all your might to be thankful, but you know, keep it going in those. Come on. Situations happen, money runs short, somebody offends you, come on. Your favorite team loses. Oh, that's just for some of us. Uh, you know, different things happen, circumstances happen in your life, and so it's difficult for you by yourself to maintain a thankful heart. But God wants us to do that. He wants us to be thankful. Come on, not just give thanks. See, saying thank you does not mean you have a thankful heart. Saying thank you is an act that God wants us to do. Come on. Colossians chapter 3, look at verse 12. I'm going to go all the way down to around about verse 17. But listen to what Paul told the church at Columbus. He said this, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies. Now, let me just stop you as you go through this. He says, put on tender mercies. How do you know that Paul is what we call extra? <laughs> he, he always does things over and above. He's always more than enough. Come on. And so God doesn't just say, be a forgiving person. But he says, put on tender mercies. That means that when you forgive, you have to do it with love and kindness. Don't turn up your nose and say, yeah, I'll forgive you because I have to forgive you because I'm a Christian. No. Tender mercies. Come on. Kindness, he says. Humility. 
long suffering. He calls us above and beyond what we think we should be. He says, bearing with one another, and what? Forgiving one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, even as, notice those words, even as, just like Jesus, even as Christ, the same way that Christ forgave you, so you must also do. Come on now, we, I mean, that's, that's pretty heavy. I mean, uh, some of y'all might not think, but if you really listen, listen to what Paul is saying, the Holy Spirit is saying through Paul here, this is some heavy stuff. I mean, this is above and beyond. Come on now. I mean, somebody offends you, somebody takes something from you, somebody does something. I mean, you you know, you, you, you can forgive them, but I mean, can you put on tender mercy? I mean, can you do it with kindness? Can you do it with meekness? Come on. Can you do it with long suffering? Long suffering. Can you forgive them in that manner? And if someone has a complaint against someone else, uh, can you just like just the same way that Christ forgave you, you must also do. Come on, person that would say, Well, Lord, okay, man, you said tender mercy. You told me to have kindness, okay? I can do that. You told me to have humility. You told me to be meek. You know, in time and have long suffering, okay, okay, Lord, I can do that. But then he says, Now, you remember how I forgave you? In case you don't remember, while you were in sin, not thinking about me, wallowing in the mud, your back turned to me. Come on, somebody. I was on a cross dying for you. While you had your back to me, not knowing you that there was a Savior, I was dying. On a cross, shedding my blood for you. So even as Christ forgave you in that same manner, doesn't mean you have to get up on the cross and die. But in that same manner, with that same forgiveness, you must forgive each other. You mean, no, that's, that's heavy. That's heavy. I said, Lord, that's a lot. Ooh. Okay. I try real hard and I allow you in my heart and allow you to change me and pray, uh, you know, like I'm sure to read your word and really seek your presence. Uh, you, you know, I can get to that point where you really change me. And that's, 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 I'm glad that you can get to that point where you allow me to change you. But uh, he's not through. He's not through, somebody. He says, but above all of this, all that stuff I just told you, Above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your heart, hope to which you also were called in one body, and be thankful. He didn't say, tell somebody, thank you. He said, and be thankful. Be thankful. That means you're always thankful. You're perpetually Thankful. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. Also, you were called in one body and be thankful. How do we do that? He said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in songs, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving what? Come on. Giving thanks to God the Father through Him. God has called us 
to a life of thanksgiving. He wants you to live your life that way. Live thankful. Here's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about being thankful. Here's my definition of being thankful. And remember, God goes above and beyond. Come on now. But here's, here's the definition of being thankful. Here it is. It is this, simply this. Experiencing pleasure. Watch this now. Experiencing pleasure, satisfaction, or delight in feeling or expressing gratitude, appreciation, and adoration. So it's not just expressing gratitude. I'm, I'm, thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it. It's not just expressing adoration. Boy, that was really nice of you to do that. But it's experiencing pleasure and satisfaction while you do that. In other words, telling you thanks and being thankful gives me great joy and pleasure. You're not thankful if you say, well, yeah, I forgive you, or thanks, I appreciate you, really appreciate you doing that, because I have to be thankful. You're not really thankful. You're speaking words, but that's not a thankful heart. God has not called us to speak words. Come on. He's called us to have a thankful heart. Can you experience pleasure and satisfaction, delight and joy when you're telling someone thank you for what do you really mean? I think that's what it boils down to. Because people can take it. I mean, I almost rather you not even tell me thank you if you really don't mean it. Come on. I mean, if you're not really thankful, then that's what don't even tell me thank you. Come on, man. But God wants us to mean it, and the only way you can mean it, you can't mean it, uh, you can't mean it, mean it time time in every situation. You have to be thankful all the time. That's the only way. Any situations that come up, you're already thankful. You see, because you have a thankful heart. You can't wait till a situation comes up where the people put something on the other end and let me thank you. You can't get thankful. God didn't say get thankful when someone does something for you. He said be Thankful. Come on. That's your life. That's your heart. Listen to a couple of other scriptures. Paul told the church of Thessalonians. He said this in, in chapter 5, verse 16. In the, in the New Living Version, it goes like this. He said, Be full of joy all the time. Never stop praying. You know, that's the prayer without ceasing. Never stop praying. And in everything, give thanks. This is what God wants you to do because of Christ Jesus. Now I'm going to say something here, and you, you, you may not agree with me, but I understand if you don't, and that's okay, because if you can develop a thankful heart, it, it really doesn't matter. But notice that Paul, in this particular scripture, said, in everything, give thanks. He didn't necessarily say, for everything, give thanks. But you must give thanks in every situation. No matter what happens to you, you have to give thanks the Lord in it gives thanks. You know, I got my legs cut off. And I know there's a lot of times people say, well, that might have been uh, good for you. Maybe it was trying to teach you a lesson. Maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't. It's not for the thing, but it's in it to give thanks. Because there's some, the reason why I say that, I know some of you say, well, I don't, but here's why I say that. Because there's some times when God does some things and we won't understand it right away. And so it's going to be difficult to give him thanks for it when you don't understand it. But in it, give him thanks, and he'll reveal it to you. Come on. 
In other words, giving thanks anyway, no matter if you understand it, great, giving thanks for it. If you don't understand it, in it, give thanks. In the situation, give thanks to all. He said, in everything, doesn't matter what it is. Now, if you can say anything about good, bad, indifferent, up, down, in everything, every, in everything, give Psalms 104 says this. It's really, I really love this when I think about this particular scripture. Psalms 100, verse 4 says, Enter into his gate with what? With thanksgiving. And enter his court with praise. Be thankful unto him and what? Bless his name. Now, here's what I imagine God is saying. If you're going to come to me, come to me with thanksgiving. Otherwise, don't even enter in. Lord, I'm about to come in. Are you thankful? Well, I don't even Don't even open the door. Enter in with thanksgiving. Don't even come into my court if you don't have thanksgiving in your heart and praise on your lips. Come on, somebody. Enter in with thanksgiving. Enter in court with praise. Be thankful. Thank him and bless his name. Thank him, boy. I tell you what, a thankful heart. A thankful heart. Lord. Boy, I mean, you're asking a, a lot. Well, I want to tell you something this morning. God has a good reason for you to have a thankful heart. Just for him. You might think that God is saying, I want you to have a thankful heart because I like to be thanked all the time. Maybe God does like to be thanked all the time, but I want to tell you, He wants you to have a thankful heart for you. God doesn't need you to be God. He's already God, but He wanted relationship with you. Come on. And He wants the best for you. God is for you and not against you. God is in love with you, and God wants the best for you. So when God tells you to live with a thankful heart, guess who it's for? It's for you. Yes, it is for you. Here's what a thankful heart does. First of all, it strengthens our witness. Matthew 5, 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good work and glorify your Father in heaven. When you walk and when you live and when you move and when you breathe with a thankful heart, people see that. And they say, boy, if that person is thankful, oh my goodness, what, what is it that makes them? It makes them uh, be an entire and they can ask some questions. How, how is it that in everything you're giving thanks? How is that? I want to know some more. Here's the second thing that it does. It produces thanksgiving in others. Because when they see that, you begin to witness to them, and they see your actions that go along with your words, now you're producing something in them. So you can't reproduce what you say. You can only reproduce what you are. And if you're not a person with a thankful heart, come on, you won't produce thanksgiving in others. 2 Corinthians 4.15 says, For all things are for your sake, come on, that grace having spread through the many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. And the new bystander that same scripture says, Yes, it's this way. Yes, everything is for your sake. So that grace, as it extends, to more and more people may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. 
your faithful heart produces thanksgiving in heaven. And then, this is a big one, it eradicates anxiety, worry, and fear. You remember Philippians 4, 6, be anxious, worrisome, be fearful for nothing. But here we go again, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, got to be tied to it, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Here's God again saying, look, I know you have some requests, and I know you want to pray and ask me some questions that come in with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. When you, when you do that, listen, now you don't have worry and fear because you replaced it. Paul says, be anxious for nothing but, but, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Let us in our lives replace worry, anxiety, and fear with thanksgiving. Remember, he said it for you to have a thankful heart. And then it motivates us to look for his purpose in our circumstances. Come on. Remember I said, you know, you may not be able to give uh, thanks for everything, but in everything give thanks. When you give thanks in everything, it motivates you not to look for God's purpose in this thing. Don't just say, woe is me, boy, this happened to me again. Begin to look. What, what is the purpose? Why, why am I going through this? Come on. When you have a thankful heart. So we have some reasons to have a thankful heart. Now we need to understand that it needs to be developed. Because as we said, as I said, listen, you don't wake up with a thankful heart. What we're just talking about here, you just don't wake up and have it. Come on. I mean, you just don't get up and say, boy, yeah, I'm just going to have a thankful heart all day. You know, oh, God, it's your rest. Well, that's good. I'm just going to have it. Without the Lord, you can't do it. You can try to do it, but at some point, uh, you know, come on, life will break you down. <laughs> and if it happens, if you just haven't lived long enough, come on. If you live without God, that's what it's going to do. But that's not the way. God, Jesus, so I can that you might have, I can, if you might have a life and have it more abundantly. You don't have to live like that. But if you live outside of God's grace, that's exactly the way that you live. So you need to develop a thankful heart. A thankful heart is not automatically established when we're born, nor is it developed naturally without purposeful work and function. Come on. Think about what comes to your mind naturally when you get into a car accident. What naturally, what, what naturally, I want you to say, really, first you said the morning, well, I would just praise the Lord and I would just see if the other person was all right and I would just witness to them that they would come to Jesus uh, in this accident. You know, that's what you want to. Come on, man. And you might get there. I mean, when you get, you know, when you get like, you know, those Travis and, and, and James and Jody and Tim, then you can get there. You know, the mother-in-law, Bobby, you get that? Yeah. Okay, you can get there. But right now, for the rest of us, come on, that might not be the first thing that comes to mind when you get into a closet for dinner. Or when you burn the bread in the kitchen on Thanksgiving. Oh, oh my goodness. They're coming over. I only got a half an hour. Or what happens when uh, you do something and someone you do something to someone and they don't say thank you? And it was big time. Come on. I mean, that was a hundred bucks you could have done with something else. Come on. I mean, I, I, I kind of needed the hundred bucks, but instead I gave it to you 
And you just took off. And then say, thank you, what comes to your mind? I know what sometimes comes to my mind, not in those seasons. But listen, so we, we must develop it. And yet, a thankful heart is developed when, number one, we consistently spend time in the presence of God. That's the only way you develop a thankful heart. You must seek His presence. God says, You want to be like me, you have to come to me. Seek my faith while I may be found. Come into my presence. And I think the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. Come to my presence. Come on. Every relationship, no matter uh, if it's with a spouse, a best friend, if it's with a relative, it always grows wider and deeper and closer to spending time with each other. Come on. It's no different with our relationship with God. The more we spend time with Him, the better we get to know Him. On his way. Come on. Philip Brooks said this. He said, If God doesn't want something for me, I shouldn't want it either. Spending time and meditative prayer, getting to know God, helps align my desires with God. And I just add on that it helps align my heart with God. God is a thankful. How do you know that God is thankful for you? And listen, think about some of the stuff you've done. And he still thankful for you. Because they will put it this way, because you have set your love upon me. Nothing you can do about that. God is thankful for you. Hard to believe, isn't it? He's inviting us into his world, into his heart, into his mind. He desires us to be closer to him. How else can you develop a thankful heart? Number two, when we witness to others the goodness of God. That's how you can develop a thankful heart. You can actually develop a thankful heart by witnessing to others the goodness of God. Because you don't always want to talk about God's goodness. Come on. And sometimes you want to talk about the things that have happened to you in your life and some bad circumstances. But when you replace that with, with telling others about how good God is in your life, come on. And I know the things that happened to me yesterday, that's the first thing I want to say when I get with my friends for lunch. But instead, hey, I begin to talk about how good God is and how good He's been to me and how He blesses me. And then when they begin to probe deeper and ask you some questions, then of course you can get it off of your heart. But you didn't start with that. You can share God's goodness with others. And then number three, developing a thankful heart, when we thank and praise God for everything in our lives. And I know you may say, this, these are things we've talked about uh, already, but listen, here's, you have a choice every day. This is why I want to handle this point home, because when you get up every day, you have a choice. Even if you messed up yesterday, yesterday was a bad day, I complained all day yesterday, it just didn't go the way, I even, I went to bed now, and the Bible says, don't go to bed angry, and I do it, and all of that, but guess what, you woke up and today is a new day, with another opportunity, and you have a choice to thank and praise God for everything in your life, to either worry about what we can't control, or to thank God that He is in control. Come on. Again, be anxious for nothing. You can focus on what our enemy is doing and dwell on his perceived success, or we can reflect on the blessings and the battles that we've already won in our life. Joshua 1 9 says, Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. The Lord your God is with you. 
wherever you go, that's something to be thankful for. Came across this story. A man tells a story of how his father had to undergo radiation treatment for breast cancer, and the therapy damaged, actually damaged his taste buds, so that he couldn't taste food. So he had an inability to enjoy a good meal. And enjoying a meal or just eating a meal was a dreaded duty. So the doctor told him the taste might return after the treatment was finished, but no one could say for certain. Weeks passed and then months, and every meal became a forced feeding to keep him alive because. Listen, you wouldn't believe it, but if you can't taste the food, sometimes you just kind of lose your appetite. You wouldn't think you would. And so, after eating flavorless food for over a year, he sat down for dinner one evening. He reluctantly, he forced the fork in his mouth. I haven't had that problem yet, but forced it in his mouth, and he discovered that his taste had returned. What most would call a grand dinner became the best meal he's ever eaten in his life. So through losing his taste and then regaining it, the man says, my father learned to relish each morsel as never before. He became thankful for the ability to taste because now he had a reference point. He would never forget what it was like to eat tasteless, tasteless, you don't have to lose something in order to be thankful. You can develop a taste for your blessing by simply realizing what life would be like without them. Developing a thankful heart. And really, this thing is a key to a successful life. And I want to leave you with, you know, we, we talk about the reasons for having a thankful heart, but you don't just wake up with a thankful heart. You need to develop it. Not if you don't want to develop a thankful heart. You need to sustain it. How do we continually have a thankful heart? How do we unlock that key? How do we have a key to fulfilling to a fulfilling and successful life every day? Thankful heart. We have to go over some things we talked about. Thanking even in difficult times. Why? Because it's a sacrifice to do this. But he can turn trouble into triumph. Thinking in difficult times. Hebrews 13, 15, 16. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Thank you, even in difficult times. Second thing is, now listen, hear me on this one. Don't allow yourself to complain about anything. Now that's the hard one. That's something we have to work on every day because I said about anything. Don't allow yourself to complain. Here's another choice. You have a choice in every situation. You know, there's a, there's a scripture that talks about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God. People will say, is the kingdom over there? Is it over there? And, you know, Jesus says, no, the kingdom of God is within you and 
says, uh, you know, we take the kingdom of God from a church. We take it from a church. Where is the kingdom of God? He says, are we going to get pitchforks and guns and go? Where did he just say the kingdom of God was? It's in us. So how are we going to take the kingdom of God by force? From fighting against this thing right here. Called flesh. Come on. Fighting against this thing right here. Carnal mind. Don't allow yourself to complain. You may have to do some battle with yourself. You may have to look in the mirror and say, you are not going to complain with them. Don't give them anything to do with what they said or what they're doing or what they didn't do or they didn't say thank you or whatever it might be. I'm talking to you, Michael. I ain't talking to you. I can't control them, but I can control you. And I will not allow you to complain today. Philippians 2, 14 and 15, do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you will sound like stars in the universe. And then lastly, another important one, listen, hear this one as well. Don't compare yourself with others. You might say, what does that have to do with a thankful heart? When you compare yourself to others, instead of being thankful, you're going to be envious. Instead of being thankful, you're going to develop a covetous heart. Come on. Instead of being thankful, you're going to want what they have. When you begin to compare yourself with others, come on, you begin to want what they have. Don't wish your life was different. God knows what is best. The Bible says that having a thankful heart is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And you need to begin to thank God for what we have rather than comparing ourselves with others. It now opens the door for blessings for you. Come on. Don't compare yourself with others. You fall into that trap. You'll never develop a thankful heart if you're always looking to others, saying, I wish I was like them, or I wish I had what they had. I wish I could be like that person. Then you can for each one to test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. You see, thankfulness is the key for your abundant life. It is the key that turns your situation around. It is the key that changes your outlook. It changes your attitude. There is power in a thankful heart. And so, remember, God doesn't want you just to say thank you. I'm not telling you don't say thank you, but what I'm saying is don't just say thank you without the thankful heart. Let the thank you come from a heart. Don't let it come from a place of I have to do it. I have to say thank you, so I'm going to tell you thank you. But I said live this way every day. I'm talking about a thankful heart, not thankful words. Come on. You may want to develop a thankful heart. To live that way. Come on. 